0: The Hot Level Podcast. Kevin A.C., the Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune, with my boss, Jay Posner, who is a sports editor. Jay, I'm in Los Angeles. Padres, seven and four over their last 11. That's their best stretch of the season by far. Dodgers, though, they appear to not be the fourth place team that their record says they are.
1: Well, maybe they won't be a fourth place team after the Padres <laughs> sweep them this weekend and the Padres <laughs> zoom past. And head on into fourth place by themselves. Do we see that happening? Because we know that the Padres have played so well against the Dodgers. Although they, they did win two out of three in Mexico.
0: They won two out of three in Mexico. Um, listen, I'm going to write about that uh, later today. About look, there there are a lot of signs that that this is not. This seven and four stretch, I mean, there's nothing that where you that pops out to you other than the starting pitching that says, Oh, wow, okay, so this is why the Padres are, are better. They've gotten some timely hits. Um, yes, their starting pitching has been like remarkably better. Um, their bullpen has been good. That's it. Um, they can't hit. And, and they're not going to keep getting, you know, ground ball RBIs and, and having Bryce Harper drop balls that are doubles that really maybe a major league guy who's going to make three hundred million dollars should catch. Um, that's or, probably or even not going to keep
1: Even one who makes five hundred thousand like most of the Padres.
0: <laughs> well, certainly like Travis Jankowski. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess that's a roundabout way for me to say that, hey, this is fantastic. I mean, for me, it's certainly better to cover a team that's uh, that, that wins every once in a while, at least. And 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 good for them to learn that, hey, you put the ball in play, certain things happen. But this isn't something where, I mean, certainly I think you see what the Dodgers are doing recently and you say, oh, okay, yeah, that's what we expected out of the Dodgers.
1: Right, right. I mean, the Padres, I think what we expect is that you're going to have stretches in any baseball season uh-huh. that are like this. I mean the the old the old saying about, you know, what is it? Every team wins 60 and loses 60 and then yep. it's the 40 other 42 other games that decide how good you're going to be. And, you know, so the Padres we pretty much know they're going to win 60-70 games this season. So of course, we're going to have to see wins at some point. They're going to have to play well enough to win during uh various parts of the season and they've done that and and of course it's going to be with pitching. I mean the the This team, when we looked at it at the start of the season, you know, one of the huge question marks was starting pitching. So if they're going to get some good starts out of guys, which they obviously have in the last couple of weeks, then it follows that with their bullpen, they should win games. I mean, Brad, there was a, a clip going around on on Twitter the other day of Brad Hand's three sliders to Bryce Harper, I, th- th- it was just ridiculous those pitches. I mean, Bryce Harper was you know looked like he was they brought him off the little league field to face Brad Hand. He just had no chance against those pitches. So when Brad Hand's pitching like that and he's got a lead, then you know the Padres are usually going to win. the The problem is getting. Is getting that starting pitching all the time, and we've seen it from Tyson Ross. and And look, Tyson Ross being good this year, as you wrote the other day, is a really good thing for the Padres in the short term because it gives them a chance to win games, and in the long term because the better he pitches, the more he should be worth in a trade, and that's where the it, it figures to happen. I. I don't know. I mean, it, I'm not sure what you even wait for but at this point with Tyson ah. Ross, other than if teams aren't quite desperate enough to offer you their best package yet. But I, I can't there believe Tyson now- Ross is going to be a Padre. I, I'd be. Do you think he'll even be here at the All-Star break?
0: I, I don't think so, because it is, it's going to be a small but competitive market. As in, not a whole lot of uh, contenders, I mean, but... Look at all the divisions. And I mean, teams need to be the first one to see you identify that you need a starting pitcher who's going to give you a quality start virtually every time. You're going to need to jump on him right away. So, um, now let's, let's point out the Padres have done this against, uh, well, they went into Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh led the division. Uh, Washington, I think, was in fourth place, uh, in the, national league east but that's like two games out or something a tightly bunched division and, and they got two of the wins against uh, the cardinals and that's where they've come to this seven and four uh, over the last 11 games and now they've faced the dodgers who we've said probably are going to be the best of the losing teams they face but then right after that they've got miami cincinnati and then at miami and so this is their first time having uh, playing teams with losing records um i don't Think the Padres believe that uh, anything will be different? The National League West has come back to them rather than them having jumped up in the seven and four stretch. Um, I I don't think that that will have anything to do with uh, them moving Tyson Ross in the next couple weeks if if a good deal were to come up.
1: Right, right. They also, I think, you missed. There's a three game series against Atlanta in there uh, before before going (laughs) back to Miami. The the Braves are at home, yeah, and and Atlanta's obviously in ten games over five hundred right now, and. (laughs) In yes. first place over Philadelphia, which of course everyone predicted Atlanta and Philly uh, would be one, two ah. in the East. But again, that's, that's, you know, May 25th or whatever today is. And, and uh, it's, it's way too early to, to read too much into, into anything The the Dodgers are a better team than their record. I think we've seen that in the last week or so. Um, and Miami and Cincinnati of, you know, their records are poor. They've, they've been better, a little bit better lately. Uh, but but neither, like one fe- right, should, neither one should strike fear right. neither one should strike fear in anyone's uh, in anyone's hearts. And and uh, again, we've been waiting for the Padres to play teams that like this. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens with those games. Of course, now they'll they'll come back on a alpha nice road trip, and then you know go like three and seven or something, and we'll be you know back to back to square one. But um, so
0: let's let's talk about that. You we brought up Tyson. You brought up uh, Brad Hand. Kirby Yates is pretty nasty uh for, for most of the time. Uh I mean Craig Stammon, uh, who's got a two year contract? I I well what is your thought? Jay on okay if you're 2020 which is increasingly the time that's being identified right if you're 2020 like are any of those guys off the table and and what about anybody
1: else no I don't think anybody's off the table again given the right price I mean you're not gonna you don't need to have a fire sale and just dump guys there's no reason to do that Uh, but I I would still think that that people like Brad Hand and Kirby Yates and maybe even Craig and, like you said especially with a two year deal maybe those guys are, are people that uh, you know that you want to uh, uh, to turn into other prospects I mean the, the one thing and Tom Krasvick wrote about this it's online this morning at San com. is the idea that in 2020 the rest of the NL West other than the Dodgers <laughs> is coming back to the pack I mean all three of those teams the Rockies the Diamondbacks and the Giants have reasons to be concerned, going forward into 2020. They don't have great systems. They have payroll issues. I mean, Zach Greinke is making $35 million a year um, for Arizona. Goldschmidt is only has one more year before he's a free agent. AJ Pollock's a free agent after this year. Uh, Colorado, Nolan Arenado's coming up on free agency. So there's a lot of situations where, hey, maybe the NL West, maybe there is a, a chance to be At least one of the top two teams. I again with the Dodgers. Who knows? But are we still? But the other question: What I had when I was reading Tom's story is: Are the Padres going to be good in 2020? What what reason do we have to expect that this team is going to be that good in the year 2020 when we haven't seen pretty much any of the players that? we're counting on i mean fernando tatis luis urias some of these pitchers who you know i wouldn't say are on the fast track um at this point i mean the guys that are in like elsinore right now can you count on them being quality start top of the line starters just a year and a half from now so i don't know where do you stand uh, no. on is 2020 really realistic
0: well 2020 you hear this you hear 2020 2021. But let's go with 2020. Okay. (laughs) We'll know, we'll we'll at least have my answer to your original question is how do we know we don't? There's only faith. And it's faith that's based on look, um, if Chris Paddock, who is seen as a more near the top of the rotation uh, starter, uh, I gave up he a run yesterday.
1: Same, who cares about him anymore? <laughs> and what, like, fifty innings? I don't know uh, something so, like that.
0: So, so if he is on the same track that Joey Lucchese and Eric Lauer had, and see, he's got more experience in the minors than those guys had. But in terms of single A to BAM, the next year in big league camp, and then we see what happens. Well, that's the only thing. That's the only kind of progress by which we can judge this. And Luis, Luis Urias is going to be up sooner than later. And he is supposedly, uh, and he certainly shows it. He. He is the new kind of uh, Padres prospect, not your Hunter Renfro, Manuel Margot, Austin Hedges, who can't lay off of pitches outside of the zone. This is now a system-wide thing where Luis Urias, uh, several younger guys, and again, I'm not saying they're guaranteed you know to make it in the majors or be championship-caliber contributors, but like that's all we have, Jay. You're, you're 100% right. That's All we have is, okay, so here are the signs and here's what we've seen, but I will say if, if Paddock uh, and and uh, El Baez, uh, having a little bit of a, uh, trouble, uh, Anderson Espinosa, if he, uh, you know, uh, gets healthy, uh, which it looks like he is, but if these guys make the kind of jump that Lukufi and Lauer have made and look, What did you think? This is, uh, you just mentioned Atlanta and Philadelphia. They're a year or two, uh, one year ahead of what people thought.
1: Right. So I think that there is
0: actually reasons to believe, but there is absolutely no evidence.
1: I I do want to go back to the, you're 100% right part of the quote. I just want to make sure, sure. I want to make sure that 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 gets highlighted somewhere. Um, but yeah. And the other thing is about Atlanta and Philadelphia is let's see where they are in August. Um, you know, are they still in this situation? Mm-hmm. Are, are they actually ready to contend right now? Or are they just contending for the first 50 games uh, or whatever it's been well, of the, I, of the I, season? I
0: haven't broken these guys down. It's largely their prospects that I know about, but I know Philadelphia made a pretty big move for a pitcher and at the start of the season, and he's thrown pretty well. Right, um, right. And I believe that the Padres have shown, uh, and I absolutely believe that that's the kind of moves they will make if they believe they are close now. We can debate how good they've been at acquiring major league talent, um, but but nonetheless, I th- I do think that while base is all you have, there are reasons to to believe that it, it will work out at least better than it has in the past. And and speaking of Eric Lauer, like honestly, uh, this guy one of the things he's done um, with his really sort of uh, mediocre stuff and and uh, below 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 average velocity. Um, is make Brian Mitchell look really bad because Eric Lauer has done a rookie, a 22 year old rookie has done everything he's been asked to do and executed in games with all of that direction. And Brian Mitchell has done none of it. I mean, it's, it's, it's remarkable what Eric Lauer has done.
1: Well, it's funny to hear you describe Lauer as someone with, you know, below average stuff or whatever, however you phrased it, but, um, he was a first round pick. So yes. I, I would hope that they saw that something, a strong. right. I was hoping they saw that they saw something in him, but that was probably a great, a little, that was a great performance yeah. the other day because I mean, not only because just looking at the performance, it was great, but you know, he had to know that if he went out there and had another awful showing and mm-hmm. he got knocked out in mm-hmm. the second inning, that it was very likely <laughs> that he would be headed back to El Paso. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, look, that's not anything that anybody wants for any reason is to go to El Paso. Um, Although other than to be able to say you're a Chihuahua player, which I'm I'm sure is probably a a, a bonus down there and it is a cool hat that they wear and everything. But still the idea that he was going to be out of the big leagues if he had a, if he had a poor start and he came up with a really good start against a pretty good team. uh, That's the kind of thing that, that is definitely encouraging Uh, seeing Luke Casey's encouraging. I I think uh, at this point I'm almost more, you know, kind of concern going forward about the position players. But as you said, there's no way to know whether uh, Tatis or Urias or those guys, how they're going to fare in a year and a half. I mean, come 2020, that might be the year that they that they, that they they get it, that they take off and they start to produce like the Padres think they're going to produce. Um, what ha- you have in the back of your mind is this was supposed to be the year that Manny Margot did that. Uh, mm-hmm. or or someone like that and and you know for whatever reason it it hasn't happened yet um but you know look all we can do is is speculate about this kind of stuff cuz nobody knows for sure it just feels like 2020 is a little early but you know there's no evidence to say that it is and i guess there's no evidence to say that it isn't uh as well, well but i would encourage people to read tom's column today because it it does give some good insight as to where the rest of the division is headed. And since the Padres play so many games against teams in their division, if those teams are headed down, you know, if the Padres can win 12 or 13 games against each of those teams in 2020, now you're talking about a, a team that might be going somewhere.
0: And I love those types of pieces too, because we all media and fans tend to get myopic and, and and so I love that that sort of perspective. So uh, th- that's fantastic. By the way, I meant it as a compliment to Eric Lauer when I said below average, average stuff. It's not stuff where you're going, oh, I see why he's getting guys out. Um, oh, of course, uh, yeah, yeah, in the highest possible regard. Um, all right, Clayton Richard, Ross Stripling tonight, uh, Walker Bueller on Sunday. Jay, uh, he did pretty well against the Padres last time. We'll see <laughs> uh, the, the Dodgers rookie, their number one prospect. Um, so three at Chavez Ravine, and then the Padres are home for, what is it? Is it a 10-game uh, homestand? Because all I know is after that, they're home five times in the next month.
1: Yeah, it's it's a 10-game homestand. I think it's four <laughs> with Miami, three with Cincinnati, three with Atlanta. Then there's an off day. <laughs> And then it's twenty three, seventeen 17 out of 19 and 23 of 28 on the road. It's just a, it's a <laughs> remarkable stretch. And, and, uh, I, I can't wait to see your expense accounts for that, uh, for that month. Um,
0: I think I'll be a lot fatter too. I eat awful late here.
1: Well, you should, um, you should sweat a lot. I think you're going to Miami and what is oh, it? Yeah. Miami and Atlanta and St. Louis and maybe back to Phoenix or something. So, you know, <laughs> you can get in a, get in a good sweat. But we'll talk a lot more All about right. that after the uh, after the homestand. It'll be—I'm sure—you'll be, I'm sure you'll be uh, happy to be home for a week and a half, and um, and maybe even I'll take call, a day uh, off or two.
0: Maybe I'll talk to you uh, next week.
1: Sounds great. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Jay. Bye.